0: Friends, before we begin, let me invite you to keep up with all the Tracks for the Journey resources by subscribing to the Tracks Express newsletter. Once a week, I send a wide range of helps for well-being directly to your inbox. The Express has inspiration and insights for spirituality, relationships, ecology, emotional health, and yes, recipes for good food. The easiest way to subscribe is on my website, www.tracks.com. For Thanks for listening today. The song swept the world with a catchy beat and interesting words in 2014. It all started with the lead song for an animated movie called Despicable Me 2, where rapper Pharrell Williams performed the song he had written and composed. The single took off and soon sold more than 40 million copies or downloads in 2014. It became the number one hit in more than 35 countries and Williams won a Grammy for his song, Happy. Videos of the hit are still popular today and some of you can still sing it pretty much word for word. Clap along if you feel like a room without a roof. Because I'm happy. Clap along if you feel like happiness is the truth. Because I'm happy. Clap along if you know what happiness is to you because I'm happy. Clap along if you feel like that's what you want to do. Happiness. What a great subject to explore on this episode of Tracks for the Journey, the podcast dedicated to your well-being. All of us want happiness, but happiness like lightning is hard to hold in a bottle. Clap along with me for the next few minutes to dance if you want to but certainly to discuss and explore, what does this happiness really mean? Psychologists are agreed that happiness is one of the seven basic emotions. In academic literature, the term subjective well-being is now used instead of happiness, and this wider term includes feeling more positive emotions, fewer negative ones, and having satisfaction with life as it is. For most of us, it's easier to know that happiness revolves around a broad range of positive and energetic feelings. Dr. Mark Brackett says, We express the wide range of these emotions with terms like joyful, blissful, thrilled, excited, enthusiastic, proud, pleased, calm, and optimistic. Obviously, a real understanding of happiness is far more than just hedonistic physical pleasure. We are happy in many different ways. We can think of happiness as more like music, with rich tones, pleasing melody, varied interpretations by musicians, yet mysterious far beyond just the pulsing of an eardrum with the sound waves. When we feel these kind of emotions, we are actually having a surge of several neurochemicals in the body that bring these sensations of happiness. Dopamine brings pleasure and satisfaction when you achieve a goal, like the satisfaction of finishing a big project. Oxytocin is all about the love, intimacy, touching, and bonding in relationships that you feel when you kissed that grandbaby or made love last night. Endorphins carry us beyond pain and stress to pleasure, like finishing a marathon or practicing mindful meditation. The acronym for another neurochemical, GABA, is the slowing down and calming molecule that circulates when we pray or sit on a quiet riverbank. Adrenaline, we know that one. It's the energy hormone, the power to rise up and meet challenging situations. Now, how amazing it is that this complex brew of chemicals can carry us to all the facets of what we know as happiness. While you're listening to this podcast, can you think of the most recent time of happiness in your own life? You might want to grab a good memory of a satisfying achievement or a loving encounter. You might want to reflect on the peace and calmness that happened when you were relaxed last night maybe a rush of excitement, energy, arousal, or time of victory at work. All of these are the melodies of happiness that make us feel good. Most of us know that this is the time of the year for basketball fans to be excited. It's called March Madness, a national tournament where the 64 best college basketball teams compete to become the national champion. Now, Every sport has its own version of this, and what can match the happiness of a winning team as they jump or hug or dump the sports drinks on the coach, pop the champagne, and celebrate the moment that they've worked so hard to achieve? If that's the team we're cheering for, we feel the same way. So happiness is so powerful that we want to seek it again and again. Now, what I've described is only one aspect of happiness, but it's a good one. Happiness is a broad range of feelings, but we all know it, and we like it. I find it thrilling to consider that God designed this human animal to experience an incredible range of happiness. But maybe I shouldn't be too surprised. The very first chapter of the Bible describes the divine emotion of joy in the formation of this world. God felt good when the divine accomplished that. And we can feel the very same things in our creative moments. Our spirituality touches all the varied facets of happiness. And the Bible actually lists many happy experiences. The psalm writer saying that after a long night of grief, quote, "joy comes in the morning." End quote. King David loved his friend Jonathan so much that he even risked his own life for his friend. The erotic song of Solomon celebrates sexual pleasure, saying, quote, "your love is better than wine." End quote. And Jesus joyfully celebrated the victories of faith won by the apostles when they returned from spreading his message across the land. Many other stories could be shared from Scripture and from history about this thing called happiness and our spirituality. The 14th Dalai Lama is credited with saying, The purpose of life is to be happy. Knowing truth can come from God through many channels, We take his words to reflect on our happiness in our spiritual journey. Have you been engaged with God and the work of God enough to feel celebration in transformational moments? Have you loved members of that community to feel the bonds of trust and connection? Have you spent time in meditation that brought a deep sense of calm, carrying you beyond the tensions of the day? God is happy. And the Divine Invitation is open for all of us as well. We have the privilege of being happy. I want to invite you to join the Buzzsprout community of podcasters. That's right. Today might be a great day to start your own podcast. No matter what your purpose would be, podcasting is an easy and inexpensive and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout, what I use to create these podcasts and distribute them to you, is hand down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and attract your podcast. Your show that you produce can be online and listed in major directories very quickly after you finish the recording. Podcasting really isn't that hard when you have the right partners. And the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. So how can you participate? Well, if you'll look at my show notes on the Buzzsprout website, you'll see a link to Buzzsprout and how to subscribe how to create a podcast. They have many different tutorials and you will get a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan. And that will also help support this show. So I invite you join myself and over a hundred thousand podcasters who are using Buzzsprout to get the message they want out to the world. Thanks for staying with this episode of Tracks for the Journey as we explore what happiness is all about. I've compared happiness to a song. And songs are played for a community. How interesting to find that happiness is in a founding document of our national community. The familiar words of the Declaration of Independence read We hold these truths to be self evident that all men are created equal that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of, you guessed it, happiness. Americans believe that seeking happiness is an essential part of human life and culture. We should understand, though, that these delegates in Philadelphia did not understand happiness as just pleasure or even excitement. For them, it described a good and virtuous life, a way of living, not just an emotion. James Rogers, a professor of political science at Texas A&M, wrote, Happiness in the public discourse of that time did not simply refer to a subjective emotional state. It meant prosperity, or perhaps better, well-being in the broader sense. It included the right to meet physical needs, but it also included a significant moral and religious dimension. The pursuit of happiness means something like occupying one's life with the activities that provide for overall well-being. I think Rogers has an important idea here. If we only think of happiness as an emotion, we miss the broader meaning of a happy life that's practiced day after day. According to our Founding Fathers and ethics through the modern age, happiness embraces personal well-being and our life in the community. My happiness is in the context of our happiness, not just an individual pleasure. Happiness is so big that the Founding Fathers asserted God gave this to all people and the government has a duty to foster this pursuit of happiness, well-being, or prosperity. With this in mind, let's go back to the song that Farrell sang, and I must disagree with him about at least one line. He sings, clap along if you know what happiness is to you. I think that may be just too small a vision of happiness. If we go along what happiness was for our founding fathers and know that it embraces the community in which we live, then it is a larger thing. It is bringing actions of life so that all can benefit. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's our American creed, isn't it? I know what you're waiting for at the end of this episode. You want me to list three ways to achieve happiness. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you. In contrast with at least a hundred articles on the cover of the magazines at the grocery store, I have to say there's not one formula for success in happiness. In fact, if we run after happiness, we may find that we never grasp it. What I can share is what research shows that happy people do that brings the happy chemicals pouring into their brains. So let's talk about these things. Happy people cultivate positive experiences. Each of us has the power to control what we focus on. And according to Dr. Lisa Barrett, this capacity enables us to concentrate on what might be the positive and healthy events in our moments of life. In her example, a poor video conference connection can make us feel irritated, or we can choose to focus on the amazing technology of talking with someone thousands of miles away. That not only makes the present moment better, it affects how the brain will respond to future moments. Barrett says it this way, Your brain grows new connections that will make it easier for you to automatically cultivate these emotions in the future. In other words, your happiness will grow when you choose to open your mind to the positive. The ancient scripture actually mentions this practice in saying whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. That's in the book of Philippians. And isn't it amazing? How it ties in with our world today. Another thing that happy people do is turn towards others. They get out of a self-centered mindset. I know when we think of happiness, we quickly turn inward as what will make me happy, being so important. But the path to happiness seems to run in the opposite direction. Happy people are connected with others in good relationships. They take actions of caring for other people. They seek to understand the other person with empathy. If we choose to live in a house of mirrors, in which we see ourselves as the center of everything, then that soon becomes a mansion of unhappiness. Another thing is that happy people don't try to control everything. In fact, one of their secrets is to let go of some things that are out of their control anyway. What the neighbors think, what the stock market will do, how the children feel towards their friends, all these and many more are released to go on their own merry way. Instead, the happy person zeroes in on what she can control with her own thoughts, her feelings, and her actions. She's learned to even release the failures and faults to turn towards making it better the next time. Happy people don't try to control what they can't control. And the final thing that I would bring out about what happy people do is that they live with values and meaning. They have sought to understand why they are, what they believe, and make efforts to change as needed. Happy people accept their emotions but aren't ruled by them. Yes, even happiness is not the main thing for happy people. When we act with integrity to our highest values we will find those moments of happiness coming like a beautiful song that drifts into our consciousness. Happiness has been a part of my path lately in watching my daughter and son-in-law, my wife and family members having fun with our newborn twins. Smiles and laughter, cuddling, funny faces in conversations in the night have brought happiness A veritable tsunami of feel-good chemicals coursing through all of us. It is a time of joy when a little face laying in a crib lights up and wiggles all over as he sees his mom come into the room. I know this has happened in billions of families across the millennia, but it never grows old. A source of happiness that never ends. Farrell Williams sang, Clap along if you feel like happiness is the truth. I hope we can celebrate when we discover the truth about happiness. It comes in many forms as a byproduct of how we think and the choices we make. It has little to do with money, fame, or success, and much to do with people. It's a part of God, and it's a gift for us. So let's sing along with Pharaoh clapping along with the happiness. Once again, it's time for me to sign off of the podcast and to thank you for joining me and listening today. You can connect with more helps for your well-being on my website, tracksforthejourney.com. You can read my blog. You can order the books I've written. You can connect to this podcast. And a link to the full transcript is on the website. Or you can go directly to buzzsprout.com and find a direct link to this broadcast. I invite you also to follow the Facebook page, Tracks for the Journey. Or even better, email me directly at the address trackspodcast at mail.com. Tracks for the Journey is produced at the Brightstar Studio. All rights reserved. Hosting is by Buzzsprout.com, and music is from Pixabank.com.